Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. Wanted to go over a quick story from Zero Hedge that sounds funny, but I think it really gives us insight as to how dependent on energy and fossil fuels we are as a society. And although it may sound great to fight climate change and do everything that we can to uh, move towards renewable energies, and that may be a great goal, but we have to realize that if we do that too soon, that will come at the cost of the standard of living. And ironically, uh, people's willingness to reduce their standard of living is very, very low. Therefore, if you start to reduce fossil fuels, what you'll get is people using fuel sources, energy sources that are far more polluting than the fossil fuels themselves. So let's get into this article and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about here. So Deutsche Bank now modeling German households chopping wood to keep warm this winter. (laughs) I mean, you can't make this stuff up. This is exactly why I, in the title, I said Germany going back to the 1800s. Because that's basically what we're doing here. We're, We're going back to a point where we have to grow our own food, where we have to just uh, scavenge the forest for wood to chop down just to keep ourselves warm at night and to cook the food that we're able to trap somehow. (laughs) If we are able to get a rabbit or a squirrel, you know what it's like? It's like uh, one of my favorite TV shows, man versus wild, or it's like Les Stroud (laughs) in survivor man. But yet that's just what life is. And if you think about it, that's, the way it was in the 1700s or the 1800s. And that's what we're reverting back to. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just unbelievable. And uh, let's keep in mind that what pollutes the air more, burning wood or natural gas, right? Or nuclear, for heaven's sakes. Obviously, it's burning wood. So it's just the irony here is really staggering. Okay, so yesterday they reported that the world didn't have enough things to worry about. Okay, Putin will decide the fate of the continent. He resumes. So bottom line here is Deutsche Bank came out and they gave three scenarios for the winter, uh, the German winter. So scenario one is the status quo. That's Deutsche Bank assumes that Russian gas deliveries return to level we'd seen the weeks prior to the current current maintenance period. And by the way, I just heard my good buddy Eric Townsend talk about this maintenance issue that they're having. And I guess in order to turn the pipeline back on, they needed a part that can only be fixed in Canada. So they, they the Russians, or Gazprom, sent it to Canada to get fixed. And then the Canadians said, oh, no, we're not going to fix it because you're evil and we want to continue to virtue signal. And then someone with half a brain in the Canadian government called them up and said, no, you dumbass, fix the damn component because if you don't fix it, the entire continent of Europe (laughs) is going to go into a massive economic depression. And so 
they changed the rules or they made an exception for the virtue signaling and the or sanctions, if you want to call it that. And so they were able to fix the part, but now they're worried and concerned that they're not going to get the part back to uh, Gazprom fast enough to get this pipeline open by the deadline. Now it's suboptimal, but it's not overly detrimental in July. Come November, this would be a big deal. This would be a very big deal. So this is kind of what Deutsche Bank is trying to forecast. So if the deliveries go back to normal levels, uh, let's see, 60% below the level at the end of May, then I guess it's kind of business as usual, high gas prices, poor middle class, your SOL, but who cares because uh, the rich are in control of the situation. The global elite, uh, they don't care about electricity prices. And again, they want to virtue signal as much as possible at the expense of the poor and middle class. Again, I, I like to say that the rich are trying to make themselves feel good at the expense of the poor. So scenario two, balanced on a knife edge. Here the bank assumes another halving of Russian gas supplies via both pipelines. That would correspond to only 20% of Russian gas supplies seen until May 2022. Okay, so that, I don't know that they go into it in great detail without clicking on this other link, but I'm assuming that means electricity prices even higher. And I think this is maybe where it starts showing up in their corporate profits from the standpoint of these huge mega corporations that they have there, like the chemical producer BASF. And I talked to Doomberg about that the other day. He did a great piece. And uh, people don't realize how important natural gas is and petroleum products into the creation of all these chemicals. And so if they don't have that component, it's just like Ford not having semiconductors. You don't have that semiconductor, guess what? You're not making a Ford F-150. And if you can't make those sales, that reduces your top line. And there's not much wiggle room there as far as your expenses go. So your margins compress. Layoffs, higher unemployment rate, lower purchasing power, economic recession, etc. Scenario three was the downside case. Welcome to the winter of gas rationing. And the third scenario, Deutsche Bank assumes that Russia completely turns off the gas taps. I mean, this would be, boy, you want to talk about people just foraging in the woods for berries and, and uh, you know, wood to heat their house or what. I mean, but then there again, how many houses are equipped to work with firewood for heaven's sakes. I mean, how many of you watching this live stream right now have a wood burning like oven or whatever in in your family room? <laughs> I mean, I mean there were a few I grew up in the sticks of 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 Oregon. I say I grew up in Portland, but I when I was very small, I grew up way out in the countryside in Oregon, in the middle of nowhere. If you guys are familiar with the area, I grew up in an uh, I, well, I was going to say I grew up in Laurelwood, but it wasn't even in Laurelwood. It was, it was like 10 miles outside of Laurelwood or maybe five miles outside of Laurelwood. So anyway, anyway, out in the sticks where I grew up, there were actually quite a few people 
that add wood burning uh, stoves, I guess they call them or whatever. And they would actually heat their house uh, that way. But in 2022, <laughs> I, I'm guessing very few people have wood burning stoves, especially in Germany, a developed nation. So I, I don't even know how that is possible unless, uh, you know, one time I bought this property in Kansas City from the tax auction and it was you know, like five grand or something like that. You say, well, how can a house be worth five grand? Well, there's a reason. Uh, I went in, I bought it, I went inside because uh, you can't see it, the inside prior to buying it. I go in there and literally one of the rooms, one of the bedrooms, they turned into like a campsite. So what happened is obviously these people were addicted to drugs. And that's usually the reason the houses go back to the county is because of drugs. And meaning they take the, the money to pay the taxes, the property taxes, and use them to buy drugs. And they're just so whacked out out of their mind that they don't even care about losing the house. So these people were doing meth or something like who knows what they're doing. But they had turned one of the bedrooms into a, a campsite. So what I mean by that is they obviously got their gas turned off or their utilities turned off in the winter and to heat themselves they would literally take wood and and they had wood floors and they would start a fire i mean the wood floor was just burnt like charcoal because they had start and so was the ceiling obviously uh they would just i don't know if they just open a window to try to let the smoke out but that's how they heated their house. <laughs> and I mean, I, I guess what Deutsche Bank is saying is it may come to that for some of the poor and middle class in Germany this winter if Putin decides to turn off the tap. So again, what's my point here? My point is let's remember moving forward, no matter what happens, and hopefully this Russia-Ukraine issue comes to some sort of resolve tomorrow, but let's not forget how vitally important, how crucial energy is to our way of life and to the economy. And we're at, whenever we're trying to assess probabilities of macroeconomic outcomes, or whenever we're trying to figure out incentives, let's say, for the global elite, the Davos types, let's make sure that we are looking at that through the lens of energy. Like our good friend Art Berman says, energy is the economy. And you guys know from watching my videos, if you take a chart of energy use globally from the 1800s, back when our major source was wood and cow dung and whatnot, I guess that'll be the next thing Deutsche Bank will suggest Germans do is just burn cow dung. But of course, that would be bad because that's, uh, I'm sure, bad for the environment. But so is wood. So who cares, I guess. But my point there is that you go back to the 1800s and that was the main source of energy. But if you look at that chart, it grows exponentially starting in the 1950s, just straight up. So does global GDP and so does global population. And you cannot have the population grow without the energy. You cannot have, probably maybe even more importantly, you can't have the GDP growth to go along with the population growth if you don't increase the access or use of energy to the same degree. So if population goes up and if energy 
use or energy access doesn't go up at the exact same rate, if it starts to flatline, you're going to get GDP growth coming down. Standard of living is going to be decreasing exactly what we're seeing play out or potentially right now in Germany. All right, Josh. So did the camera go out? Yeah. No, the camera has been pretty bad. All right. Next time, just let me know. <laughs> All right. So I hopefully you guys got the audio. <laughs> All righty then. I, I, yeah, Josh, next time, let me know if the camera goes out. But uh, there you go, guys. You still got the concept there with the uh, audio. Hopefully, was the audio okay, Josh? All right, we'll never know. Okay, guys, as always, make sure that you stand up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. You'll have to take my word. I am clenching my fist right now. <laughs> and I'll see you on the next video, and hopefully you'll see me.